The following shear has been presented by Rav Moshe Zev Granik, member of the Beis Havad Dayanus Koilel, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for marital or familial matters, call the Evan Ezer Division at 1-888-485-VAAD or visit thehalachacenter.org. The center can be reached for dispute resolution and many other halachic services at 888-485-VAAD or at thehalachacenter.org. Rashi in Parshas Vayeshev, when he talks about the Dibara that Yosef brought to his father, says that uh, Yosef saw certain things that he saw the brothers doing, and that's why he went to tell his to went to tell Yaakov what they were doing. One of the things Rashi mentions is that they were eating Avram and Achai. He saw they used to take a limb of an animal, that shechita, and eat it. And this was the uh, taina that uh, the Dibara that Yosef told Yaakov. The kasha is, if it's taka true, we were not chayish that Yosef was lying, so what, what's going on over here? What's taka pshat that the brothers weren't makbid on this, or even nachai? So there's a very interesting shlo in the parasha. The shlo says that there's a gemara in Sanhedrin. The gemara says that there are different kinds of kishuf. You know in the Torah, Torah says that you're not allowed to do kishuf. It's a lav in the Torah, it's chayif skilu. But the Gemara says there's certain types of kishuf that a person is allowed to do. And the Gemara says in Sanhedrin Samachim and Beis that there's a certain type of kishuf that if you learn Sefer Yitzira, you have the ability to uh, create uh, living things. And the Gemara says that there were certain Amiroim that they were able to create the Eglatil, so they created animals that they were able to uh, eat for Shabbos. So by Isaac in the Sefer Yitzira, they created these animals. So the Gemara says that it's 100% mutter. There's no way to do it. The Gemara says you can do it. So the Shloh says that if somebody were to create an animal a day, the Sefer Yitzira, you wouldn't need Shechita. And you're allowed to eat it when it's still alive. And the Shlo says, this is what the Yosef actually saw the Shvatim uh, eating. They were, it looked like they were eating an animal, but they weren't really eating a real animal. They were eating this aim that's Nirvai, they say for Yitzira, and there's no way to say And that's what, uh, the, therefore the Shlo says, this halacha, that an animal that's created, like they say for Yitzira, doesn't, doesn't eat Shrita. Yosef didn't know, and therefore that's what Yosef went and he told, and he told his father. So it's interesting that the Shtaim in Ayel Sashachar is ma'ayrud that uh, that uh, if you hold that a behemoth that's nivra, I, they say for Yitzir, it doesn't need shechitos. So the emphasis says that all animals nivra. Sheishis may be racious, like who created all the animals. Salama, you have to say that uh, the first animal that was created didn't need shechitos. So interesting, interesting ha'ara. But the, another ha'ara he says is that what's takah pshat? It's very that that very nice that the the, the machlokes between the brothers, no machlokes between the brothers and, uh, and and Yosef, the brothers were eating an animal that was not shechted because it was never a safer zero, and Yosef didn't know, so therefore he told his father. What? How do you understand exactly why the brothers would create animals animal safer zero? Why couldn't they eat the regular animal? Very interesting. Uh, uh, very interesting. Uh, what's taka? What's taka pshat? 
so we have to understand what exactly is the svara behind this this halacha that the shloh says. The shloh is saying that an animal that's created like they say for yitzira does not require shechita. What does the shloh mean? Is the shlo, what's, what's the what's the behind the shloh? What the shloh is trying to say? So the pekipshutai, the shloh is saying that an, that an animal that in order to be considered a behema. Torah says there's a halacha that behema uh, a behema you're behema tmei you're not allowed to eat the behema Torah you're allowed to eat if it has shechita. So the shlo understood that the definition of the behema when the Torah says that this behema that you have to do shechita in order to eat it, the Torah is referring to this type of creature that's that's noilat that's created al yedei that this animal is born from another animal and that's the definition of the behema. If you create an animal they say for yitzira. So even though technically it might look like an animal, it walks like an animal, but al pidin it's not considered a behemoth. What makes it a behemoth? Because it looks like a behemoth. So al pizeh the shlos saying the svara that the whole halacha that you need shkita is only something that's taka behemoth. This is not considered a behemoth. If it's not called a behemoth, it's not something that needs shkita. I saw the paiskim are busy with uh, based on the svara. That uh, what would be the din if, uh, hypothetically speaking, a uh, scientist would be able to create a behemoth, to create an animal shalayadiktelada? Uh, if you would be able to take the DNA and you could clone the, uh, the the genetic material of the animal, and you would be able to create an animal that was not noilad at all. So, what would be the halach of such an animal? So the police can want to say that Safi the Svara of the Shlo, that it's not a Svara because something was created, like they say for Yitzir, for some reason doesn't need cheat. It's a heter, it doesn't need cheat. That's not the Svara behind the Shlo. The Svara of the Shlo is that it's not considered a behemoth. That's not the, that's not the thing that the Torah was talking about. Just like everybody understands, the Torah says you have to shecht animals. The Torah doesn't say you have to shecht fish. So why don't you have to shecht fish? Fish don't need shechita. The answer is because a fish is not a behemoth. So this creature, even though it looks like a behemoth, is not a behemoth. That's not the definition of a behemoth. And therefore, therefore that's why it doesn't need shechita. So who adin, even if something is created some alternative way, that's not aidei telot, that's not the regular way that animals are born, it, misvara uh, would seem, that also according to the slums of the shlo would not require shechita. There's a lot of different shilas that have to do with behemoths, that the, still different svarim discuss. About the uh, animals that are created, like they say for Yitzir. The Chuvis, Lahiris Nasser, Nasser Gestetner, in Chelik Zayin, Simon Yudalos, Kot Vov, talks about, there's a parish in the Torah called the Shara Nisko. If somebody has a behemoth and the behemoth goes and kills a person, so the Allah is you have to kill the behemoth. So what's the Allah of if you create a behemoth, like they say for Yitzir, and then the animal went and killed somebody else? Would there be, uh, would there be a, would there be a halacha of, of a sharaniskal on that? Reb Tzadik Akoyin Milublin in the Sefer Divrei Chaloimois, Oizvov, says that, uh, a behemoth that's nivrai, they say for Yitzira, is not kosher to bring as a carbon. Torah says that you want to bring a carbon, you have to bring a behemoth. Torah says certain animals are kosher. But if I create this animal, Yidei, say for Yitzira, the halacha is, that it's not it's 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 not kosher to be a to be a carbon. And again, the svara would be that it is not considered a behemoth. The Torah says specifically specific halacha regarding behemoth. This is not a behemoth. The sefer paradis Yosef over here is bothered that we know this says in the Medrash, the Gemara says really in Psachim, 
that uh, the ayol that that Avram used when he was makar as a carbon on, uh, on by the kedus Yitzchok that he bore instead of Yitzchok, the Gemara says that that ayol was never mishaishis mebereishis was never ben ashmoshis. It was around from sheish mebereishis, and the pashtas Avram took uh, he bore he shechted it and he bore it as a carbon like it says in it says in the pesukim. So it's a raya that a behemoth that's not noilad, a behemoth that's not born. Instead, it was created. It was it was created in a way that it wasn't ayde leido. And after picking, you see it's kosher rakrovo, and you see it needs shchita. So it's a kasha on the shlo. Lachayr, what you have to say, Parzeisus says, is that that the avado akodachar who created. Behemoths, Hakadosh Baruch Hu created behemoths, neighbors, Obviously, those are behemoths, and whatever is born from those behemoths are also considered behemoths. The Torah is saying that this is the behemoth, and that when, when you have a behemoth, when it gives birth, so the baby is also a behemoth. There's a so the kumtachos. There's a difference between a behemoth that was created by they say for Yitzchak through a person, or a behemoth that was created by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Elu Shalom is true that it wasn't born; it was created. It was created sheishes may be racious. So it was created sheishes may be racious. That is a behemoth. Other things they create, they say for Yitzchak. We're saying that it's bechefza. It's not considered a behemoth, even though it may look like a behemoth. The similar the parashah discusses interesting Shiloh says that uh, we know the Gemara says they were very busy, Chazam are very busy looking for Paraduma. We have find Gemaras in Avodizara that uh, Paraduma is very rare. It's very rare to find a Parah that's completely red. So he says, what's the big deal? Why don't you just create one? Chazal, the ability to create Behemoth, are they safe for Yitzir? So let them create uh, Paraduma, are they safe for Yitzir? Elamai, this would be a rife, and the fact that we don't find that they did it, and instead, it's the Gemara says that they were looked very hard. They were willing to pay a lot of money, even to going to get the paraduma. Must be that a, a paraduma is not kosher. It's kiryat they say for yitzir. I think it was a story that's not a behemoth. Well, the emphasis is that the paraduma, it's not such a raya because even though it says that you create a behemoth they say for yitzir, but how do you know that a behemoth you create they say for yitzir will be red? A paraduma, one of the, the tanoim is that it has to be completely red. So it would seem that you have some sort of discretion in creating, even if I say you could create uh, different animals, that you could uh, somehow, which, however you learn the safety of Tzir, you'll be, you'll be able to create a para. Even Aniach, that you'll be able to create a para, and instead of, a, it'll be a cow instead of being a sheep. But, 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 where do we see that you have that degree of discretion that you'll be able to create a behemoth that's taco, a para that's taco red? Chazanish in uh, Yeridea, in Nida Simon Kofiyot Sifkot and Dalit, says that Hagam that we're saying all those all these halachas that it's not considered a behemoth, but nevertheless he says it's mistaver that when it comes to the Isra Iveya that a person's not allowed to be mizana with a behemoth, the Isra of Mishkav behemoth, it's mistaver that this would be considered a behemoth, the Gabi the Isra of Mishkav behemoth. So Hayim Chaznish is teaching that even though, even if it's true, this that we're saying the Yisoyed of the Behemoth that's created like they say for Yitzira, is doesn't have dinam of a Behemoth. So you'd say if it's not considered a Behemoth, so then so then you shouldn't be over the Isser of Mishka Behemoth. Afal Piking the Chazonish says that when it comes to the Isser Mishka Behemoth, the Isser is not totally in the Chefzah the Metzis whether it is inherently Behemoth. The Isser is totally in whether it has the shape, the form of a Behemoth. And that's what the Torah answered. Yes, he wants to be mechadish. And since that's what the Torah answered, there would still be an iser deraisa, and some would be even a chiv skilo, the gavi the iser 
the 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 It's interesting, even though we're, we understand over here, we're explaining the shita of the shlo that the shlo holds that the the, the fact that it doesn't need shita behema that's created at zera is because of the svara because it's not really a behema even though it just looks like a behema. I saw that the Stechemid seems to have understood this uh, concept of the Shlo a little differently. The Stechemid, Merachas Chometz, Matzah, Simen Beis, Cotton Gimel, talks about certain things that, certain types of foods that come down in Hashemayim, seems that even today, certain types of foods, and he discusses whether they could, they could become Chometz or not. So over there in his discussion, he brings the Gemara and Sanhedrin. The Gemara and Sanhedrin on Tess says he aside, that ain't dover tome yerid min hashemayim. Gemara over there has a story that there was a there was a there was an amira who was ambushed by lions and he was afraid he was going to get killed. He was going to get eaten by the lions, so he davened and there was a piece of meat that came down in hashemayim. And he said there was leftovers from the piece of meat. He brought it to the smedish. He wanted to know is it mutter to eat or is it not mutter to eat. So they said ain't dover tome yerid min hashemayim. It's not considered bossa from a behemoth tomato. Because you have a cloud that if it comes from Shemaim, it has to be a Dover Torah, it can't be Dover Tommy. So that's a cloud, that the Gemara says, that in Dover Tommy, uh, Yerimina Shemaim, and therefore he wants to say, the Chstechav wants to be Mitzadid, so even if you have Chitim that are come down in Shemaim, there's Gemara Menachas Samatest that talks about a case of where there's, according, at least according to some, some according to Rashi, about Chitim that were Yerimina Shemaim, that uh, seems to have been an ace that, that there was wheat that came down in Shemaim, and the wants to say, that such wheat you won't have an Issa Chometz. There won't be an Issa Chometz uh, if you're Mechametz. The, 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 these Chitim on Pesach. Because this cloud ain't over Tommy Yerimin Hashemayim. And Toich Tvara, he brings the Shlo. So it would seem that he's understanding the idea of a Behemoth that's Nira, they say for Yitzir, the reason it doesn't require Shechito is because ain't over Tommy Yerimin Hashemayim. He's saying Dover Tommy means like a Dover Osser. Dover Osser can't be Yerimin Hashemayim. And this is considered a Dover HaYerivin Hashemayim, even though it's a person that created it through the Eisek HaSefer Yitzir. And therefore, that's why it doesn't need Shechitah. It can't Dover need Shechitah. If that's the case, so then we don't necessarily have a Raya that the cloud over here is that the reason why it doesn't need Shechitah is not a Behemoth. Could be it is a Behemoth. But a Behemoth, HaYerivin bin Hashemayim, has this Klamach with this cloud. It can't be that it's Chalon in a Halacha that should need Shechitah. The Loshon of the Shlo doesn't seem to be like that. And the Achreinim that we said don't seem to have understood it like that. He did, because the Shlo makes a point in saying that we read the Lashon of the Shlo. The Shlo's Lashon was Bavadi Zea Nivra Pishemois, Loy Mitzara Teiloda, Insor Shchito, Venita Loichlo Baidichai. He's madgish the fact that it's Loy Mitzara Teiloda, something that was created through Shemois and not through Teiloda, not a natural way of being born. So it sounds like if it's not born naturally, then by definition it's not a Behemoth. And that's definitely the way that the uh, that many of these Achreinim understand the Svar of the Shlo, not like the Havana, not like the understanding of the Stechemi. Now all this is a discussion regarding Behemoth. The Gemara says that they create that the Gemara's clue says they created an eglatilso, so that's an animal. The the all the all these cases that we mentioned are discussing animals. The Shlo, when he's saying that the Shlotim created it's he says they created animals, happens to be that the Shlo continues. Rashi says that another thing that uh, that, that Yosef told his father, the, another step of the Lashon Hara was that they were they were uh, they, they spoke they were speaking to ladies they were Madabra Marais so the Shlo says 
that those weren't real ladies either. Those are, those are people that were created, they say, for Yitzira, and therefore they don't have a din, they don't have a din like, like, like Noshim. That's the, the, the Hemshech of the Shlo. So according to the Shlo, we, we see there's a halacha, this halacha, that's something that's created, they say, for Yitzira, is not considered a behemoth. In Kinir from the Shlo, that something that's created, say, for Yitzira, is not considered an Odom. It's well known, the Chacham Tzvi clears, if a person that's created, they say, for Yitzira, is mitzvah to a minion or not. A big tumult in the Achreinim, What's the halacha? But it's the consensus of the Pesachim seems to be that some, even a person created a Sefi Yitzir is not really considered a person. He doesn't have all the Dine Odom. And therefore, just like the Behemoth Niradei Sefi Yitzir is not really a Behemoth, and Odom that's Niradei Sefi Yitzir is not really an Odom, and he wouldn't be Mustarab to a minion. However, Kenzai, it's very possible that there is one thing, at least one thing, that if it's Niradei Sefi Yitzir, does have the halacha of a regular thing. And that is, it's Yitachin, it's very Yitachin, one thing. What's that? The Gemara says in Yuma that, that uh, it says, we you know, the Psukim say that Kodesh Baruch Hu, that the, the, the Kais are complaining to Kodesh Baruch Hu in the Midbar, that they, uh, they, they wanted Basar. So, Kodesh Baruch Hu, it says, Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, he answered them, yeah, into them, and it says what came from Shemaim, together with the mom, they got Slav. Slav are birds. And the Gemara says in Yuma, that it's clear before the Gemara, that the Gemara says that the Slav that was Yerubin at Shemaim, that Slav that came down from Shemaim in the Midbar, that Slav, those Eifas require Shechita. They need Shechita, you can't stop eat them, you need Shechita, just like regular birds need Shechita before, before you eat them, so those birds also need Shechita. So I saw a certain uh, swarm that I asked on the shlo. The it doesn't doesn't really fit, because if the shlo is saying yisoi, that the yisoi is that in order for an animal to be considered an animal has to be born and not created, not stam yerim and hashemayim, not stam nirag they say for yitzira. So ibazoi. So these birds, where do these birds come from? So uh, it could be you could say it's not muchach in the pasuk. It could be that the slav that came in hashemayim, maybe a kodesh baruch hu caused the slav that was somewhere else in the world, either the wind blew them and Akash Baruch moved them over and they came on top of Kali Yisrael. The Kub wasn't something, it wasn't the Nubriya. It's not Muchach from the Psukim that it was a Nubriya. But it could be that even if you we accept the Pashtas, that the slav that Akash Baruch gave to Kali Yisrael in the Midbar was Taka, something which came straight from Hashemite, and therefore it was created, and it wasn't something that was Noilad. So now we have a Kasha. Something wasn't Noilad, then the Halacha should be that uh, that that it should that, that it shouldn't need shechita. So how could how could the Gemara say for for pshitus that Gemara says that you see the slav like the shikash on the Gemara should be kash on the shlav? How could the shlav say you don't need shechita? We see we see a claw arrive from the slav that the slav do need shechita. So it's very possible that birds are different. The shlav didn't speak about birds. He spoke about people. Spoke about animals. He didn't speak about birds. Could be it's very likely that birds have a different halacha. Why? Why should the halacha of birds, that's, uh, a bird that's created like they say for Yitzira, be different than an animal that's created like they say for Yitzira? So there's a very interesting Mardachai in Chulun. The Mardachai in Chulun is in Simon Tov Shin Lamed Hay. He talks about a certain type of bird, a very interesting concept. I don't know if we were aware of this, uh, this concept in nature today, but the, the Mardachai talks about Oifos Hagdelem Be'ilon talks about a certain type of bird that grows on a tree. Somehow it grows, it's attached to the tree, you can't separate, if you separate it from the tree, it dies. It's halach, it's actually brought down. 
in the, the Shulchan Aruch brings it down. There's a type of bird, a certain type of bird that's God will be Elam. It's a, 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 a bird that grows on a tree. So the Mardukai says that birds that grow on a tree, Yesh Oyrim She'ein Tu'unin Shechita. says, Yesh Oyrim that it does not require Shechita. Why not? The fish ain't part of a robin because it doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, give birth. Usually, the way what happens with birds, the birds give birth to other birds. Birds lay eggs, and eggs hatch and create other birds. It doesn't seem this way by birds. It seems like these birds, at least the way the way it seemed, the, the, the Mardukai is telling us that they seem to grow on the tree. They don't grow in the normal way that birds grow. Therefore, the Mardukai says that uh, there are those that say Yeshayimim that it doesn't require shchita. Then the Mordechai says, Rabbein Yehuda, Shama me'oviv, Sh'rabbein Yutam, Tzrichon Shechita. That Rabbein Yehuda heard that Rabbein Yutam passed him that they need Shechita. And the Mordechai goes on, he tries to bring a raya from a Gemara, whether they do need Shechita, they don't need Shechita. But al we see over here, there's a Machlegis Rishonim, if birds that grow on trees require Shechita, or they don't require Shechita. Now, there's Yam Shashloimah, over there in Chulun, Peretes, Alochetes, Yam Shashloim says that uh, whatever the reasons that the Mardukai discusses that it should or shouldn't be Shechita, Yam Shashloim says, I have a different reason. I have a different reason why it's Poshit to the Yam Shashloim. Yam Shashloim says it's Poshit to him that birds that grow on trees need Shechita. He says, Mabekach Shegidulim in Elon. He says, who cares? So they grow on a tree. So what? Haloi Kol Simen Tair Shalavis Yeshlam. He says, it, very nice, it grows on a tree, but we know, even though the Torah doesn't say that birds have simonic Torah, we know animals in Torah give simonim, or what's considered a behemoth Torah, or it's not a behemoth Torah, but the Gemara, the Mishnah, in Chulun Dachim Tesmet Aleph, and the Gemara over there says clearly that there are specific simonim, simonim to know whether birds are tar or birds are tamim. There's simonic Torah, simonic Tumah, and the Gemara discusses, based on the simonim, you could determine whether the, whether the bird is tar or the bird is tamim. So the Am Shleim says, so, so, Mali, why does it make a difference if it grows on a tree? Lamaisa, you look at this bird, it happens to be attached to the tree, but it has all the simonim of Aiftar. So he says, all the simonim of Aiftar, then the halacha should be, that it's, uh, should be Aiftar, it should be Aif. And if it's Aiftar, so then it should eat Shechita. And furthermore, he says, he says, why do I care? You, you, you're telling me that it is part of a rub, it's not part of a rub, it grows on a tree, it doesn't grow from the, the regular way that birds grow. He says, I don't understand. How do all birds grow? All birds don't come out straight from other birds. Birds don't give birth to live birds. Birds lay eggs, and the eggs eventually hatch and turn into other birds. But the Gemara says in Torah Daflamid Aleph that every single bird, even though it hatches from an egg, but at some point in time, after their mother lays the egg, it says the egg has to decompose. It has to be nisrach, it becomes like offer, it becomes like dirt becomes like dust, and after that it changes and it turns into a bird and then eventually the bird hatches. So the Yav Shashloim says that every single bird grows from nothing. That's the way the Gemara says, that's the definition of a life. A bird lays an egg and that egg, it, it, it rots and it disintegrates and then it, it turns into a bird. So every single bird grows from nothing. So if every single bird grows from nothing, what's the difference if it grows for, or if it grows on a tree or if it grows out of an egg? Either way, it's considered a bird and considered a bird. So the Mashal says very clearly that a bird is, the definition of a bird is not in a, 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 a creature that comes from another bird. Fakert? 
Every bird comes from an egg, and an egg disintegrated. So it does. Every bird, no bird comes from another bird. So there's a big chilik, there's a big difference between birds and animals. By animals, the definition of a behemoth is Akkadishvar created behemoth by Sheshavne Bereshis. That was a behemoth. And today, the only thing that we have is a behemoth, is if the behemoth is born from another behemoth. That's, how, that's the definition of a behemoth. The definition of a person is, is, is something that was someone that was born from another person. But the definition of a bird, the definition of a oif, is not something that's born from an oif. That's not the types, it's not the, the Torah's definition of a, of a oif. The definition of a oif is a, is, is something that grows and looks like a bird. It grows, it has simonim, and the simonim tyra, and, and, and therefore it looks like a bird. The truth is that it came out before the Rambam, like, like this, the Rambam, very fascinating Rambam, the Rambam says, this Gemara Nakis, the Gemara says, that it's possible. The Gemara discusses some. The Torah is not talking about the Isra of Achilles Shrotzen. That there's a lot of Torah. The Torah has a lot of different Isurim, a lot of Lavan in the Torah, and that you're not allowed to eat the Sharetz. So the Gemara says it's possible when you eat one Sharetz, you're over a bunch of Lavan, you get Malchus more than once. Gemara says that if you eat a, a, uh, a, a Putisa, which is one type of Sharetz, you get Malchus four times, you eat it in a Mala, an ant, you get five times, and if you eat it Sira, you get six times. So the Gemara says that you can get six Malchus, over six lavin for eating this tzirah, for eating a certain type of sharetz. So, so, this is a big machlegs for showing them exactly how to understand the Gemara. The Ramam understands the Gemara. The Ramam in Loisa say, uh, Kufayin Tess and Sefer Mitzvah, and Hilts Vachalos Asurs in the second parak there. The Rambam explains that when the Gemara says that you're over six lavin, you get six Malchus, it means that there are six different types of shrotzim, six different types of averis that that you could possibly over. And the Gemara is saying that it happens to be that this particular uh, Sheretz, this particular Sheretz called Etziro, has all six characteristics. That's what the Ramam says, and and that's how the Ramam goes at length to explain what the six different Yisurim are. And it's very interesting that the Ramam, really, if you look carefully in the Ramam, the Ramam only came up with five Lavin that are different types of Shrotzim. The Ramam lists different, the, 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 the Ramam says there's shrotsim that are, na- are natural to the land, there's shrotsim that are naturally occur, that they grow in the, in the water, there are shrotsim that fly, and Syro has uh, characteristics of a, of a sheretz that flies, and it also walks on, on the land, so therefore it's considered a sheretz art, and it's a sheretz if. And the Ramam says there's a separate isra in the Torah. The Torah says there's a certain type of sheretz which gets created from dirt, doesn't hatch from eggs, some shrotsim do hatch from eggs, and he says that some shrotsim don't ha- hatch from eggs. And there's a separate lab in the Torah for a sheretz that's created, min ho'ipush, that's created from the, from something which rats and decays, then then it creates, it creates a sheretz. So the Ramam says that there's a special lav and a special malchus for that type of sheretz. And he says that the case of the Gemara of Tzira, that the six lavin, he says one of the lavin that you're over is this lav of a sheretz that's created in Oipush, that sheretz that's created from nothing. And he holds that's considered a sheretz. It's a separate lav in the Torah. So that's cool, that's cool, the Nisra sheretz. But if you look carefully in the Ramam, the Ram only has five lavin. By sheretz. So what's the sixth malchus? Why are you getting the sixth malchus for eating this uh, tzira? So the Ramam says that but since it's a sheretz that flies, besides for the avera of eating it, of you're eating a sheretz, a flying sheretz, 
are also over an iser of eating an oif tummy. It's a tummy bird. The Rambam holds that every every insect that flies, the fact that it flies makes it like a bird. So it's not a kosher bird. It's not a tar bird. It doesn't have the simoni tire of a tar bird, but it's no worse than a if it's tummy. It's no worse than a non kosher bird. And therefore, anytime you eat a sherry, you're also over this iser of eating a if tummy. Now, if you put the two things together, that means that the Rambam holds that this tzira that the Gemara was speaking about, which the Rambam just said is something which is created, it never hatched from an egg, it was created from nothing, it was created from from uh, decaying food, or decaying material. And Afal Pikain, the Rambam says, if you eat it, you're over iser of Eif Tomei. Why are you over iser of Eif Tomei? The answer is, because it looks like a bird. So you see clearly the Rambam holds that the definition of a bird is not a bird that hatched from an egg that was laid by another bird. The Rambam says clearly that even a bird that was created artificially, let's say, or a bird that was that was created from 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 something which decayed, the halacha is that it's stoking itself. So we see clearly this is the marshal that a oif is not something which is naturally occurring. A oif is anything that has these conditions, it has all the simonim, it has the shape, it has all the signs that it's considered oif, that is considered oif. And therefore, in Kainam Advarim, the way that way we understand the, the, the Shla, that the Shla says that the reason why there is no Chiyu Shkito on an animal that's created in Seyfi Yitzira is because that's not, does not fit the Torah's definition of an animal. Because the Torah's definition of an animal is an animal that was born. Memela, so that halacha that the Shla is Mechadish is only true by animals. It's not true by birds. By birds, that's not the Torah itself says that the definition of a bird is anything that looks like a bird. Therefore, the Shla would be Maida that even a bird that was created like they say for Yitzira would need Shechita. So therefore, even if we assume that the slav that came down in Hashemayim in the Midbar were birds that were created, some that were created like they that were created that came straight from Shemayim, Afal Pikein, it's not a steer to the fact that they were, that the Gemara says they require Shechita because by birds, birds, there's no such halacha that it's not a bird just because it was created and it wasn't born. And therefore, if you want to eat it, you have to do Shechita. So if you want to eat it, you have to make sure it has the right simonim. It has a simonim of Oiftar. If it doesn't have simonim of Oiftar, and then we made it an Oiftame, so then you're not even either Shechita, you're not going to be able to eat it. And that is the Yishu of the Veshita Sashlam, that the Shlam did not discuss Oifais specifically because of this cloud, because by Oifais, any Chanam, you would need Shechita. The Base Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.